celebrates my love for all things musicals and here we go again today it's all about Mamma Mia all right so before we get started let me tell you about the show fall in love with the irresistibly funny tale of a mother a daughter and three possible dads on the Greek island idea all unfolding to the magic of Abba's timeless songs the worldwide phenomenon has now been turned into two record-breaking movies. Whatever age you are, you can't help but have the time of your life at Mamma Mia. Our principal cast is Donna Sheridan, Rosie, Tanya, Sam Carmichael, Bill Austin, Harry Bright, Sophie Sheridan, Skye, Pepper, Eddie, Abby and Lisa. Alright then, <laughs> it's time to tell you what I love about the show. <laughs> oh, this could be interesting. Uh, I think for me, the big thing that I love is how it is complete. It is literally like just way better than the film. Um, because actually, that's what got me interested in going to um see the musical. I'd watched the film and I thought, okay. This doesn't sound like a bad plot, and you know the music's okay. It's just the vocals of these. I mean, you had famous like mega movie stars in this foot in the film adaptation of Army, and yet none of them could sing. I was like, just, as I was watching this, thinking, "Oh my god, this is they're murdering Abba." Who thought that be possible? But it's like, did the, did the casting directors not not think what they were shooting? You were shooting a musical film, so should your cast be able to sing? It's like, it's like, no, 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 there was just the vocals in the film was just so bad, and so I knew that it had obviously been turned into a musical as well. So I was thinking, right, sure, it's in the musical, but but it can't be that worse than the film. Um, so that was one of the big reasons why I wanted to go and see it was. Is it better than the film? And yes, absolutely. And you know what? Maybe if I'd seen the musical first, then the film, I might like this a bit more. Because the plot is actually not that bad. It's a very well thought out plot. You know, you got that. You know, you got this family gathering. Um, and there's a little mi- bit of mystery to it. Uh, not Death in Paradise style. <laughs> Because it's obviously it's set on the Greek Highlands, so it's not that kind of mystery. No, no, no murders. <laughs> well, apart from the music, but apart from that, no actual murder. Um, but yeah, so the plot is actually not really that bad. It's a good, it's a good story. It's a decent storyline. I quite like that. It's just the film has put me off. The honestly, this this the film has literally put me off. Um, wanting to like this musical a bit more because it's not that it actually isn't that bad it's actually okay um i think that helps by the fact that the musical numbers are all taken from some from well-known 
ABBA hits there. You've got really, really famous ABBA songs in this in this um, musical. So I think that helps to make it a bit more um, more likable. Uh, we'll go. We'll talk in more detail uh, later on, and, I, and we'll wait until the musical number section for me to tell you which is my favourite ABBA song because we've all got one. Um, so I'll let you keep pondering for a little bit while longer. We'll wait till we get to the musical number section and um, I'll tell you what that is. And we can go in a bit more detail um, on the musical number side. But yeah, but the bit, but the music's really, actually really quite great. You know, you've got these well-known, famous ABBA songs, basically, you know, and you get a bit of a musical theatre spin on them, which works really, really, really well. Um the setting is quite nice, you know. Gives you a bit of an escape, doesn't it? You know, if we, you know, if we're feeling now, we'd all like to have a little think about all oh, escaping away to an exotic island, getting a bit of sun, a bit of sea, a bit of sand. Not my cup of tea, but other people would. Um, so, uh, I think the setting is so captures captures that you know, being on the Greek on the Greek island, um, you definitely get that uh, scale. Um, yeah, so that's quite it's quite a nice that setting. Even it does give you death in paradise pipes. <laughs> but no, no, no murder committed. There no, no, no murders committed apart from the um, apart from the musical numbers. But apart from that, no, no actual crimes were committed during the um, during the making of this uh, of this of this show. No, none of that. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, so that was so that's really quite good. Um, yeah, you've got all these lovely co the costumes look amazing. Well, you've got, well, you know, like it's got the summer vibes um, that are in there. It's very car very colourful, very vibrant, which, which is great. Also, the choreography as well. Um, yeah, so it's, the problem here is, and this is this, this is why this, I think this is a pure example of why I don't like musicals being adapted into films. But <coughs> little But shall we look up what came first, the musical or the film? Okay, so the film came out in the summer of two thousand and eight. So. We need to know, did the musical come before then or after then? It's going to be really, really bad if it came after, won't it? Right, so... Okay, that's interesting. So the musical itself, of course, is based on the songs um, from ABBA. Um, so it's not based on the film. And in fact, the first running... Ah, it had its premiere. Right, I've got its premiere here. So it premiered in the Prince Edward Theatre in London on the 6th of April, 1999. Aha! Right, okay. So the musical came first. Then the film, right? There we go. We know. Okay, so it's the so it's the musical that came first, then the film, right? Oh! Just for me, I sadly saw the film first, then went went to the musical. 
Because I just thought, oh, c come on. The, the musical co has got to be better than the film, right? It's got to be better than the film. Surely, surely the musical is better than the film. Yeah? Yeah? Well, yes. The, the, answer's, the answer's yes. I can tell... The answer is yes. I can I can tell you from exper from experience, having seen seen myself live. Yes, the musical is better than the film. I can tell you that for certain from experience. Um, but if only had it been the other way round. If only I'd seen the musical first and then thought, oh, it's a film. Oh, let's put that on. Well, on Saturday night. Then oh 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 no no. Why is Meryl Streep str strangling a cat? No. Oh dear. And, oh. Ooh, ooh, I'm officially cringe now. Oh, oh, is that mounting? Oh, sorry, that's a little bit, that's a little bit of my thoughts on the film, because literally that's what the film. <laughs> when I watched the film, a lot of us, there were a lot of moments where I was like, ooh, ooh, um, yeah, moments to make you want to go, can I get a bottle of tea? Coffee? Little liqueur! No! No, fine. Give me the pet give me a pet a bucket. But yeah, literally I was watching those like, oh, 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 and why the hell is Mel Street stranding a cat a cat on top of the mountains? Oh dear, vocals were not good. That not good. But when I went to see the musical, I didn't have any of those re those reactions that you know that kind of made you want to gag. I was like, just sat there and just thought, oh, Oh, oh! And then by intermission, interval, ice cream type, whatever you call it, I thought, oh, if only I hadn't seen the film first, I might have been enjoying it a bit more. <laughs> do, you get, do you get what I mean? <laughs> Sorry, this is why I'm not a fan of musicals being adapted into films. I know we've had it done for over the years, and of course, Mammy is an example of one of them. Um, Into the Woods is another. In fact, Into the Woods is another um, musical where I saw the film version first, so film adaptation first, and then saw the musical. And we'll, we'll talk about that coming up short, uh, at some point. So that's another example of, of seeing a film first, then the original version. So Into the Woods is one. Uh, West Side Story, of course, it's been numerous adaptations um, as, a, in, as a film. Um, obviously, we've had Cats, and of course, we all know how well that went. That's also had big major Hollywood stars who also thought it was a good idea to ruin their careers. And also famous pop stars, Jay Hood! And Taylor Swift, I can, no, I can imagine Taylor Swift doing it, given how she did that bizarre fast food music video with Katy Perry. I can see why Taylor Swift did Cats, but Jennifer Hudson? Oh dear. Oh well. So yeah, so Cats is number one. Obviously we've got Wicked coming up. Um, don't get me started on that. Um, I, 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 I just don't like musicals being adapted into films. They should just do what Hamilton did, alright? They should just yeah, you should you should just do what Hamilton did. In fact, what Hamilton did actually would be more in favour of, because what Hamilton did was they didn't turn it to a movie. They didn't they didn't do a full adaptation. But what they did is they recorded um, the Broadway cast doing a, a production one one night and just put it on Disney Plus. That'd be fine. Although 
that might think might stop people going to see live theatre. But that would be fine. That kind of adaptation of a musical, that's fine because you you're just rec- do a recording of um, a production from one night and it's wrong. That's fine. But doing film adaptations, so getting in, you know, big Hollywood stars who clearly can't sing. <laughs> I don't care how well it's done the box office, they could not sing! <laughs> oh dear. Um, but no, so I, I, for me, this was a, a prime example of where, really, go see the musical first, go see it in a, a theatre first, and then rent the DVD. Don't buy, not, don't buy it. Rent. Because it's not worth buying, just rent it. And, the war purchase, and then you could go. Oh, glad I saw the musical first, because I'm really, really wishing now that I had that I had seen the musical first, and then gone. Oh, there's a film. Oh, let's go pull that on. And oh no, turn it off, 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 turn it off. Oh, bless Julie Waters. Yeah, she did it as well from Harry Potter. She was in it as well. She tried her best, but oh dear, but uh, oh, because um, it's not a bad show. This is the problem. I know from this section you might be thinking, oh, he doesn't really like it that well, does he? But actually, with Mummy, I'm kind of on the fence. I don't know what to make of it because um, I have listened to several ABBA songs, and of course, I do, of course, know ABBA's origins. Being the Eurovision super fan I am, I do know full well that obviously ABBA uh, uh, started out at the 1974 Eurovision Song Contest in Brighton. They actually tried to to represent Sweden um, a lot earlier, actually. So here's something you don't know, if you ABBA fans. Um, they actually tried the, the previous attempt to represent. Uh, Sweden at the Eurovision Song Contest. Oh yeah, let me give let me give you it. Right, so here we go. So bear me two seconds. So hold on, I need to look it up. So bear me two seconds. while I look it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this might take a, this might take a while. Aha. Uh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I think I've got it. Give me a second. Aha! Right, got it. So, 
Havertz on their, their first attempt at Eurovision wasn't in 1974. In fact, they first tried to represent their country at, in the uh, 1973, um, but their... Um, uh, in that year, they competed in Medipasa Bar, of course, the national flower for Sweden to choose their entry at Eurovision. So they first entered in 1973 with the song Ring Ring, uh, but they weren't selected. And then, of course, returned one year later in, in 1974. The rest is history. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, so, yeah. So you may all be aware that actually ABBA did try to pre to represent Sweden with a different, um, before 1974, but of course, didn't, wasn't successful, so there you go, so everyone just thinks, oh, nice, they're bored, yeah, but actually, if, like me, you know your Eurovision knowledge, you actually will actually know that actually, well, I tried previously to represent that country with a different song, didn't work out, <laughs> yeah, so there you go, so there you go, that's a little bit of fact, I'm a fact there for you, but anyway, but back to this, but back to the show, back to the show, because we're going off topic here, um. <laughs> oh God! Who you don't? I don't know. No, I don't think you bitch could do musical. But there again, we didn't think it'd be a Netflix film, so uh, all American c contest. So who knows what's possible? But no, that's probably too far. Um. Yeah, where would you start with the musical numbers? Anyway, back to this show. Yeah. So, uh, I, it's a it's a show that has me on the fence because um. It's not bad. It was, I thought I thought it was okay, but just oh, I just wish I hadn't seen the film first. If I had not seen the film first and saw so if, and saw the saw the musical first before the film, then maybe I would love to like this a bit more and rank it a bit higher a bit more. But unfortunately, I can't. I mean, it's an alright show. I mean, the storyline I quite like. It's a great. You know, it's a decent plot line. You know. Which you could replicate in, in film and TV as a whole. Um, it's a it's kind of a decent storyline. The plot kind of works quite well. Uh, the setting's gorgeous, and of course those musical numbers raiders make it what stand out. But as a whole, with this show, I'm on the fence. I really am on the fence. Yeah, but yeah. So there's another. So I, so I have got another example where I saw a film version of a musical and then saw its actual theatre version. Um, not long after, that would be um, another another time. Um, but for now, for terms of here, it's okay. But to all you people watching, if you've not seen this show and you've not seen the film, can I recommend you watch the you watch the musical first. So go to a theatre, so go to a theatre that's playing it. Go watch it there. Then watch you see it at the theatre. Then watch the film and then make your judgments as a whole. Um, sadly. I didn't get to do that. If I could have watched the musical before the film, then maybe my opinions of it would be just a little bit higher. But it's okay. But for me, it's just not really quite. Yeah. All right, so we're going to start talking about the musical numbers. And of course, picked our favourites. And of course, you know the drill by now. You know that, of course, berries across each musical. <laughs> so learnt my lesson from last season. All right. <laughs> okay. So for Act One, we have uh, "I Dream a Dream," "Honey, Honey," 
Money, money, money. Thank you for the music. Mamma mia. Chikatita. Dancing queen. Lay all your love on me. Super trooper. Gimme, gimme. Name of the game. And boule boo. Okay, so. Let's begin with Cause I Dream a Dream. Um. I have a no, not dreamy. I have a dream. Sorry, that's a completely different musical, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> I have a dream. Uh, it's a quite beautiful number to start off, isn't it? Just uh, nice and simple. And of course, it gets featured at the end of the musical as well. But I think we'll just do it here now. That one, but, um, yeah, um, quite special mind. Um, yeah, it's just a nice, beautiful number. Really nice and gentle. To get you all relaxed, ready for the madness and the chaos that's about to <laughs> on ensue. But um. Yeah, uh, honey, honey, um, <coughs> well, uh, despite the topic, uh, it's a great number for, you know, to see Sophie and her friends, you know, really, you know, sort of getting all in the honey, honey, I'll let you know it, I'll tell them all. <laughs> money, 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 oh, an iconic number, um, <coughs> really helps introduce Dollar Brie, really, doesn't it? <laughs> I do quite love, love um, the musical to it. Um, just how she's lamenting, you know, about broken dreams and all that. So that's a really a good number. Thank you for the music. Hmm. Interesting that this is positioning at one. I would have thought this should have been maybe stayed, maybe for the encore at the end. I feel like this maybe should should have been a number not in the actual musical but should have maybe been the encore itself um yeah so obviously having this then we got this is when obviously where Sophie meets all three three dads <laughs> um yeah so I, mean, I think it's really interesting interesting to see quite early in the act in, in, in the act and early in that one I would have thought this maybe like be the end of that two or maybe be the encore but all, all in all uh it's very nice to look how all four of them literally get involved in it. There goes Mamma Mia. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> Donna again. Literally destroying her horror saying all, all three of the dads. Well, <laughs> they said the past will come back to haunt you, Donna. <laughs> I love, love it, you know. <clears throat> You know, now she literally just goes right into each of the three of them spaces. This is brilliant as well. <laughs> yeah, so that's a great. So I love Mommy. I think that's a good one number. Um, particularly for Do just to see the reaction of Dolla's face when she sees all three of the dads. That is absolutely that's priceless. Now, Chicka Chica, I do feel it's a nice song, but given who's given how this is not this number goes to Tanya and Rosie. I'm just like, oh no. It's supposed to be a beautiful number, Chikakita. It's supposed to be quite sad and merdiotic. But because of Tanya and Rosie being the outrageous girls they are, outrageous gals, should I say, it just feels a bit sort of. a bit, a bit cringy, a bit sort of. Drove whiny. I'm like, oh no, just, oh no. But it does then set up for the next, 
So the next number, which of course obviously is Dancing Queen, where of course they all, all three, including Donald, then literally just go full OTT. Let's just out, literally just are outrageous. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> I combine those two together because that's literally with Chiquita. It kind of feels like it's a pre to Dancing Queen, but Chiquita is a really good song. <sighs> Uh, let me have a little love of me. Oh, cringe, 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 cringe. Honestly, well, what's what's the number? I literally want to say to the two lovebirds, get around, please. Just it's not. Honestly, just mm, bilf. Oh, just cringe. Uh, super trooper. My personal favourite. And here, where you get to see Dot actually have some fun for once. I feel like with Dom, it's very, very rare you see actually having some fun. Net, come this number, complete opposite. You see Dom literally just having the time of her life. Yeah, performing with Rosie, uh, Tanya Rosie. No, it's a real number. Their harmonies work really great together. Um, so who knows when they actually do put some effort into it, they can actually sing nicely. Those three girls. <laughs> One. And they have gimme gimme gimme. Have a have a date, right? Because oh, there's a lot of love. I've a song in their title. They have a lot of repetition. Makes it very hard to know how to put to say say it. We've had that. We've, we've had three already in this. Ah, we honey, honey, money, money, money. And now gimme gimme gimme. Feels quite right though. Yeah, feels quite right. Um, feels quite right. Um. Gimme gimme great number to see all the girls and uh, work together. They literally come they literally and sing the crockpie's great and everything. <laughs> but I suppose you've got to find the three dads barging in to to sort otherwise we not not have this number. <laughs> Speaking of all the all the three dads, um Nay in the game with Sophie and Bill. A really nice number. Uh, although poor Bill. Because you literally just being badgered by so like, come on, tell me, it's you, it's you, it's you, it's you, it's you. And of course, well, it's like, well, I think I am. And it's like, ah, oh, it's a really great musical number. And then, unfortunately, the chaos, it then leads into the chaos of Boo Lay Boo, when obviously all three of them now think, well, actually, you know, hang on, I could be. I think it's me. It's me. Uh. Anyone else following? Anyone else following? Anyone else following? No? No? Okay, fine. <laughs> but it's interesting with the show. It's like, it's like, where do you stop the first act? Because I think, for me, this is a musical where... It's not very clear where you could end the first act. Um, do you do do with a big, big number, you know, like let it go or define gravity, or do you do something, you know, to pick the pause, um, like with the Lion King, Kukuda Matata. Um, so Boo Boo, I think actually does quite quite well as the, like the last number from Act One. Um, Really not beaten up, just a nice, nice upbeat number to get to close the first act, really, and just give us all a little break for the second act. Okay, so time to now pick my favorites on this first act. Um, okay, I'm gonna say favorites from act one. I'm gonna go with money, 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 Mamma Mia, Super Trooper. And I'm also going to have the name of the game. 
Just those four. Just those four for the first act. Okay. Yeah. Moving on to act two. So we have, in act two, we have under attack, one of us, SOS, does your mother know? Knowing me, knowing you. Aha. Uh -huh. <gasps> Sorry, I'll get on that in a little moment. I'll get on to a little moment. I can resist doing that. <laughs> All last summer, sleeping through the things. The word takes it all. Take a chance on me. I do, I do, I do, I do. Do. Yeah, I think I might use one minute to do there. And then of course you get high I have a dream again. Um but we don't we we've already talked about how I dream. Uh, but we, might, we could maybe talk about how it fit, fits all the, at the end of the, of the show. But well Right, okay. Under attack. Uh, an interesting bizarre way to kind of open a second act really. Um, cause it's basically Sophie um well basically just sleepwalking, isn't she? No, but everything that's happening that was literally just but Literally just, literally just, you know, bubbling to the surface. It's just, just like, just, just can't handle it. But, mm -hmm. it's, an, it's, an, it's an interesting number type. I, I'm not really familiar with that number. So, great. So, nice. Because uh, a lot of these, obviously, are Abba, well, known Abba songs. But that one, I'm not really too familiar with. Um, If you go back to Act 1, I was very familiar with all the numbers from Act 1. Come back to this first one, I'm not really that familiar with it. So I think what's going on the second act is it gives you some numbers where you might not be too familiar with. So for me, that is one of them. Uh, then we move on to one of us. Now, I am familiar with one of us. Um, in fact, shall I have a quick look at the second act? See, I'm not familiar with it. Of course, it's just that one. Um, don't think I was familiar with our last summer. And that's about it. Right, okay, so it's just two from Act 2 that I'm not familiar with. So there's two numbers of the whole show I'm not familiar with. Okay, fine. Uh, we'll get to that later but we'll come back to one of ours. Donna. Oh. In Act 2, we have a lot of Drowning Our Sorrow numbers. <laughs> well, that's what weddings do, isn't it? <laughs> Somebody in the congregation's always got to be drowning their sorrows. And normally it's through wine. But on this occasion, it's through song. <laughs> well, it is Abba. We'll let it slide. Uh, <laughs> but I actually do quite like this number. Because with Donna, it's not really that too much wallowing. It makes you think, oh, give it a rest, love. <laughs> with Donna, it's actually quite beautiful and quite sweet. And actually makes you think, oh, you poor thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Alright, then you go to SOS with what is one well, of the many numbers of Doctor Who following Sam literally just going full blown, melodramatic. Um, I'm like, for goodness sake, Sam, take that in, she's not interested. And, uh, SOS is another good good song from ABBA, which just, I feel, gets sort of just torn apart. Because again, it's a bit more like, well, this is supposed to be a great song, but the way it's being performed looks like being. Um, no, it's just, just um, um, it's a bit cringy. Um, oh no, part oh, but um, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, right. Does she ever know? Oh, I've got one word to describe this song. Filth, 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 filth. It's Tanya and Pepper doing whatever their lovey dovey thing is. Trist, what I call it. 
filth. Utter filth. Whatever, Audrey. I'm a bit too Audrey. But just filth. Filth there. Move on. Oh, that really moves on to knowing me and knowing you. Aha! Uh -huh. <laughs> sorry, I can't. I sorry, I can't. I cannot um, say that song title without having to do the aha. During Hi Miranda, whenever she hears a song lyric, um, she immediately has to sing the sing it. Well, with me, this this is what with this song. Whenever I hear the title, the title, I just then go aha. <laughs> we all know it. We all know it. We all fuck. Oh. Knowing me, knowing you. Aha! So, uh. <laughs> so, be warned, if you ever see me out and about in a public setting and somebody says, knowing me, knowing you, prepare to hear a aha! <laughs> but honestly, for goodness sake, Sam, can you not take the hint? Because this is basically just Sam just wallowing in his misery. And I literally just feel like he just needs to have a quick, one quick backhander or a little bit of a glut. Bit of whiskey down, down his head, you know, just to knock him to his senses, yeah, because it's like, yeah, because I believe this this number is done when after Sky and Sophie had a little bit of a lover's tiff, and then so basically, Sam's using this. I was trying to tell Sophie, do you really want to do it? Do you really want to do it? Do you really want to do it? Okay, fine, oh, go on, do it. And it's like, for goodness sake, Sam, stop wallowing. You, you, you are. If your ask us to feel sorry for you, then um, you're going to need to do a lot better than that than murdering some other classics, alright? You're going to need to do a lot better than that, mate. A lot better than that. And Donna takes wise to it in a few moments. Um, but before that, we go to our last summer. So, um, it's interesting how Bill Carr takes a back scene in the second act. That's not going to be good when it comes to the character section at the moment, but, yeah, because, um... We come to now our last one. This is one of the other the other of the two numbers that I'm not familiar with. Um, basically, it's Harry's opportunity because I don't feel like this point Harry's had an opportunity to have a number, has he? Um, Bill has uh, with the name of the game. Uh, Sam's had one too many. I'll let you just what I mean by that. Um, so Harry's not really had an opportunity. He has had the three dads have a number, and so our last summer. He gets the opportunity here. It's quite nice, quite pretty. Um, but yeah, it's a nice sweep. But yeah, so good. So it's basically Harry's going, I can sing, sing too. <laughs> okay, right. So then Slipping Frogs, a nice, gentle, beautiful song, even if the meme behind it is quite sad. <laughs> Donna, word of a wise, you can't be a helicopter pair. You've got to let them go. Let them, let them just, let, no, honestly. But it's a nice... Beautiful number, despite you know the um, the, the meaning behind being quite sad. There, speaking of sadness, we then get the winner takes it all. Bye with Donna. This is Richard. I think mean, this is Donna, best here. And what I love is how this to me kind of feels like Sam's been put in his place. So it's like, oh, finally, someone's taken the hint. Sam's literally moping around. He's down the corner. Me, 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 me. <laughs> no, I in company, Sam. <laughs> And also, there's no I in an, in ensemble either. Well, sadly, there is one in reprise. So, uh, uh but anyway, just don't, don't, yeah, but, but try to say, Sam, you're the only person on the stage. Oh, no I in stage either. That's another one. Yeah, 
I've made a, I've made a point. So what it's brilliant, how he just stands there and just takes it. It's like go it's like you go girl, go Donna. Right. If only there was a cliff that she could maybe push him over off and that would have maybe done it. <laughs> Let's make double search if he hasn't taken hint after that number. Well then Right, one down, two to go. <laughs> Uh, but that, joking aside, is quite a nice, pretty number, and Donna is trying her best here. Right, take a chance on me. Oh, all I can say here is poor, poor Bill. Because this is kind of a bit of a, chase me! No, not really! Between Rosie and Bill. I don't know where or how Rosie's got this obsession with Bill. Because by this point, I'm just like, well, I'm not really for the plot line. I'm just here to listen to all the other songs. So by this point, I'm just like, well... When she'd about fever Bill. Well, it's, uh, and poor Bill, I literally just tried to fight her off. So poor Bill. Poor, poor, poor Bill. Uh, right, I've got to be careful of this. Because how many I do's is it, is it? I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. I've counted about five days. Is, is, is it five? Oh, no. I feel like this is, this is a bit pushy, though, this song. It's basically trying to push Laura to... It's basically getting married. To Sam, so it's like, uh, but I think at this point it's like, oh, just say yes, and me then maybe he'll stop it. Maybe he'll stop trying to steal the limelight. You know? Oh dear, dear. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have, I have, have a dream again. So you obviously the first not song of the show because the last song of the show. Um, like I said before, the first, the first act is brain number to have to open the show. It's also brain number to have again to close the show as well. So I think it works very, very well. Okay. Favourites from Act 2, I'm going to say, One of Us, uh, I think this is harder than the first act, so One of Us, um, Winner Takes It All, I'm going to have, just because of the, aha, so I have known me knowing you, even if you know it's basically Sam trying to wreck, wreck it. Um, so that's three. Any others? What well, if it might just those three? Yeah, but it probably it, yeah, it, it's gonna be just those three. Okay, that's fine. Um, no, obviously there's, there is an encore at the end. Basically, you get a, re a reprise of Mamma Mia, Dancing Queen, and then you finish it off with, of course. The other hit that we all are familiar with, of course, Waterloo. Uh, but I won't mention the uncle there because I think we've already picked a favourite from the uncle there. So, yeah, so there you go. Now, I did say during the What I Like section, I did mention that I do, of course, have a favourite all time ABBA song, and I was going to save it for the musical number section. Well, uh, we just to, so to finish this section off, I'm going to tell you what it is. So, my all time. Favorite other song, and just to ha and just to give you a little clear, it is one of the favorites that I've chosen from both acts. It's amongst that them, so it is drum roll, Super Trooper. Now it's on to talk about the characters. This is gonna, this is gonna, oh, this, this is gonna be tricky. <laughs> 
This is going to be tricky. Right, wish me luck. Uh, <laughs> right, okay. Oh dear. Right, okay. So we have, just mind the characters, we have Dollar Sheridan, Rosie, Tanya, Sam Carmichael, Bill Austin, Harry Bright, Sophie Sheridan, Sky, Pepper, Eddie, Ali, Lisa. Right, well. I think to make this easy, there are a couple I could group right now into one big go and get them out of the way. Because they are not really principal roles. They may put down the principal roles list, but they're really, actually, if you think about it, not really that principal roles. And they are Pepper, Eddie, Ali and Lisa. Yep, so I'm going to group all those four into one go and take them out of the picture right now. Because, I mean, they're kind of just there as background, really. They obviously are Sky and Sophie's respective friends. But they don't really get that much time to develop as characters, do they? They kind of pop up every now and then. Maybe I'll have one, like a one, odd one line or two. Uh, but they're also there to basically help um, be... Supporting roles, particularly for obviously some of the musical numbers. Um, so, so, for example, if I bring them back up. <laughs> so, for example, with Honey Honey, you've had Annie and Lisa there with Sophie. Um, and then, if you. Uh, is Eddie Feast at all any musical numbers? No, that appears. Then you've got Pepper with Does Your Mother Know? But yeah. So really, they're kind of only really there as like supporting roles. Don't really, they don't really do that much. They really get to say that much. They might get a little what online. They might be involved with like the um, ensemble, two the musical numbers. But yeah, so they're not really principal characters. So that's one, two, three, four, out the door. <laughs> oh shoot, that ride, didn't it? I hate rhyming. I hate rhyming. Uh, right, okay. Now, one might argue that Rosie and Tanya, so Donna's BFFs, could also fall into that category. But I'm going to say no. I'm actually not. But I'm going to group them both together. Because uh, <laughs> at the end, like with the others I've just done, they don't really get much. Um, Rosie and Tanya, oh my god, aren't they outrageous gals? <laughs> they are so wild, they are so free-spirited, so outrageous. But good on them for not wanting to let go of their youth. I applaud that. <laughs> you go girls on that. But it does some, at times, it does get a little bit outrageous. does get a little bit out of hand. And with Tanya... Gets a little bit risque. Filth. Filth. I don't know what she and Pepper had going on there, but that is just dirty. Filth. Filth. Um, and also, clingy on the part of Rosie with, with poor, poor Bill. I honestly don't get how she and Bill then sort of form this kind of... Mm -mm. Because... It's right towards the end on, on the musical, and by that point, I've literally just, literally just lost 
the plot all together. I've, I've literally I've tried the rest of the trip, it's like I've got, I, I, like, got no guys. Um, so I'm like, I'm only here to listen to the other numbers and work out which I can recognise. So it's like, but oh, poor Bill and that didn't take a chance on me. It's like, for goodness sake, Rosie. Um, but you see, in front of the musical, they but they both could be quite wild, and then and literally would literally would go for it for anything. But uh, yeah, but those two, oh god, they can be bit, they can be outraged at times, and most bits actually quite 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 actually quite lovable, quite funny to watch. But then, uh, but in the first half, it's fine, it's great, you love it. But the second half, it then goes, oh no, they're just being downright filthy cougars, aren't they? Go back to Act 1, go back to Act 1. <laughs> oh, it's like, so yeah, so those are two examples of completely different characters in both acts. So, uh, there you go, so that's done too. Um, right, we've stopped the grouping now. <laughs> and I was thinking, oh, it's a quick segment, we're grouping them. Nope, no, 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 that ends. Right now, folks. That ends right now. Okay. Sky. We'll go with him next. Um. Don't really know what to make of him, really. <laughs> oh, quite a bit of a dopey, but the lad, lad. Um, he seems like like he's. He's a good man, will do Sophie right. But there are times when literally he can be a bit of a green-eyed monster. And, um, do a bit of a lover's tiff every now, every now and again. But hey, what relationship of any kind hasn't had a lover's tiff? <laughs> Hetero, bi, gay, lesbian. Which one, ha which maybe one type of relationship that hasn't had a lover's tiff? Let's face it. But, uh... <laughs> But he does seem to be portrayed a bit one-sided. It's like it's, it's almost like he's a pup. He's portrayed as a pup, isn't he? Because it's like it's just whatever anyone tells him. I mean, he could be like, Sky, come here! Sky, come here! Sky, put that down! Sky, will you put that down? Well, I'm so sorry, I'm bigger picture of Toss as a peasant. <laughs> couldn't resist that, couldn't, res couldn't resist that, but uh. Yeah, it just like oh, it just feels it just feels a bit one side, very dopey. It's like get a personality your own. You know, stop doing whatever else is saying. Saying don't just stop following us along with the plot. Do something outrageous. Come on, everyone, come on, everyone else is magic so far. No, 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 no. Okay, fine. It's boring. Okay, next. Um, should we do his partner to be next? Yes, go on, let's do that. Let's, let's face it. The, f the square, as we'll call it, it's not really a triangle, is it, with Donna, um, Sam, Bill, Harry, is it? Um, it's more of a square, so we'll do the square. <laughs> no, love square. We'll do the square last, so that means, Sophie, you've got to go next. Um, she seems quite lovable, doesn't she, you know, a bit... She's very free-spirited. She seems like her heart's in the right place. But she's very naive. She's very naive. Particularly, obviously, standing in the free dad's invitation in the first place and not telling anybody. That, and she does seem quite naive. She's got a lot... I mean, she's got. she's only 20. She's got a lot to learn. So I think... Every time I hear that, I think... She's only 20. 
Why does she want to get shacked up for the rest of her life? Fifty years of that, boys? I'm just saying! <laughs> oh, no, that's from, oh, no, that was from Hannah Montana. Point still stands, though. You're too young, girl. Go and live. Go and be free. Do something. Go wild. Another character needs to go and be wild. Oh, my God. It's hard to think Rosie and Tyler had the right impression. Be outrageous. B-O-T-T. -T. Oh, my God. But unlike Sky, Sophie's not really that boring. She's actually quite horrible, manageable, but... She's very young, very naive, very free-spirited. Heart's in the right place. She's a good heart. It's in the right place. But she does need a lot of guidance. Well, unfortunately, she doesn't really get that from the parents involved, is it? Speaking of... <laughs> right. Here we go. Let's do the three duds. Because I think we need to see Donna Dol for last. Okay, now. Shall we get the irritating one out of the way first? Or oh, I bet you before we get out. Which one? Because it might not be, this, cause that might be the one that I think is irritating. <laughs> right. Okay. To me, the most irritating one of them all is Sam. And... And yet, he's the one that seems to get the most... Most dialogue to do! And the three dads, he's the one that seems to get... Has the most... Does the most, isn't he? Because... I mean, now... You could argue that's because they're trying to, you know... Rekindle him Donna. Because it's clearly out of all the three. Um... He's the one that, um, clearly, no, is still pines for Donna, and maybe she even she still loves, loves him. But, of course, with Donna, she doesn't seem to make that clear at all. It's not until she has to basically get pushed at the altar. <laughs> oh. But, um, well, with Sam, a, a lot of the time, particularly with the numbers he he had. I just was like, oh my god, he's just basically just trying to for in pity. He's basically just trying to ask for um you know but uh, yeah, just <sighs> just stop, just stop drowning you. Stop, stop trying to, be, to make us all feel sorry for you. We're not. We're just not. So, uh but yeah, um Yes, but just like with Sam, I just find him so irritating, so annoying all the three. Could be quite pushy from time to time. Did he was trying to voice his opinion, like we are hard as Sophie and Sky that love was Tiff, but um I, just, oh, I find it really irritating. Most of the time he's to try and make you feel sorry for him. Well I'm afraid of time you gotta do a lot better than that. Um than destroying Abba Classics to make us feel sorry for you, so Nope. <laughs> right. Harry, um, <clears throat> I've got to give Harry props for being able to pull off a suit like that in the Greek climate. Because <laughs> obviously it's set on the Greek islands, so it's supposed to be obviously, you know, boiling warm all the time, and yet he spent most of the musical, he spends all of it in, a, in, his, in his brave, branchy darnchy dapper suit. Well, props to him, to any man who can wear that. 
Right, for 11th period of time in the Greek climate. Round of applause for you. Well done. <laughs> well done. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but apparently he had a little had a previous life before then, because wasn't he described as Harry the Headbanger? I'm not going to try and do the motion, because that, that would just look wrong. Um, yeah, so... So really, with Harry, you could, you could always see as well, life's really beating him up, hasn't he? You know, from being younger, wild in his youth, to basically now being all grown up and just being a doppy dopper bunch of prostitute, posh job, nine to five. Wrong music, I know it's wrong musical, but hey. Uh, if you get going to wear the suit, I might as well re make the reference, but um. <laughs> and of course, um. Harry. Uh, when we're right, so of course at the end we're all trying to go right. Who is and who's not the dad? Well, um, <clears throat> really, Harry rules him out of the picture by saying, "Can't be me, cause I'm gay." <laughs> now I should be what in my seat thinking, "Good for you," but hang on. If that's your excuse trying to to rule yourself out of being the dad, well then, uh, oh goodness sake! Because you were when you were Donna, were you? So, uh, so um, technically, Harry, um, it's a good excuse, but it's been done so many times before. And technically, because you were when you did do it with Donna, doesn't technically rule you out. But uh. Honestly, I should at that that moment should have been jumping up and down in joy. Yay, all of you! But uh, no, that's an excuse. Nope. I'll tell you who does have a good excuse for not for not being the father, and that's Bill, because Bill says that he actually went back, uh, married his fiance, and had um, children of his own. But um, but ultimately, end up being um. Divorced. So you have two divorcees of the dads, Sam and Bill. So make what you want to first, but Bill, I think, should be the most exciting of all the dads. Um. Um. Because obviously he's dressed as like this adventurer, you know, his costume, Bill prefers me, that's quite quite nice. Um, he's basically, he's a writer, Bill. Um, so he should, and he, it sounds like he's done all these great big adventures and everything, but poor Bill, he kind of gets, you know, sort of, puts a little, runs the lid of the three dads, because he doesn't really get up much in the second act, does he? You get, do you see him very well in the first act, but in the second act he's kind of like a bat slit, but it's not until that poor, Oh, that, you know, take a chance on me. It's really, I was like, oh, poor Bill. Oh. Yeah. But of the three, I think Bill really is the exciting dad, but doesn't really get opportunity to, to explore that. And then finally, Donna. <laughs> the independent woman that she is. <laughs> I think in the musical, I think I loved Donna a bit more than I did when I watched the film. So it's a good job when... I mean, and I suppose I should have said at the start, but because we learned at the very beginning, didn't we, that the musical came first, before the film, I don't need to do that disclaimer. 
Um, throughout the last season, when we talked about musicals that have been based on adaptations, I have to do a little disclaimer, don't I, to say we're talking about them roles in the musical, not the, uh, the source material. But because we know the musical came first, before the film, I don't have to do that disclaimer, so I can mention the film if I want to or not. Uh, in the film, not like Donna, in the musical, love just that little bit more. Um, Especially when obviously when she shines in all the musical numbers she's in, because that's why I thought Dora's personality comes out her best, and we see her more extravagant and everything. But um, yes, yeah, she's more free spirited when she's in the musical numbers. Um, and she portrays emotions on them very, very, very well. So yeah, so there we go. Right. So now we have to decide which one is my favourite. <sighs> this is gonna be tricky. Um. Oh. Right. Okay. Give me a second. So bear with you listening to the podcast version. Um. I can narrow it down to two. Bill or Donna. Bill or Donna. Um. That's the thing. So I've no, oh, that's struggle. So it's just between those two. Nine it to two. So it's either Donna or Bill. Donna or Bill. Um. I'm going to maybe say, I want to, I want to say Bill. I mean, I can make strong cases for Bill. I can make strong cases for Donna. But I just want to say Bill because I feel like for me, he out of the three dads was the exciting one, and I would love to spend more time on his character. So do you know what? For that reason alone, I'm going to say favorite character. Sadly, that's all we've got time for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, that's showtime. So different when I'm